When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another Q&A for your friends here at There Will Be Dungeons. We do it on the monthly, and we're excited because there's new ones, and we love your questions. So we're going to jump right to it. Kristen handles these questions, and we'll now ask them. Kristen, take it away. Okay, first one is from Racer951Y. Dice, how does everyone feel about virtual dice versus real dice? Do you all like the D20 system? Have you tried other dice-style RPGs not in the D20, like a D6 dice pool system? Hmm. I used, how do I put this? I think for what we're doing, I think digital or physical is fine. The one advantage of digital is that everybody can see what everyone's doing and it's kind of like virtual dice in this regard. Um, but if we were all around a table, I think we'd all be using dice, you know, like Bo does. Yeah, I think there's something really nice and tactile about actually rolling dice. And I think when we started this, I was very staunchly against, like, I don't want to use a digital dice roller. But there is something uh, very nice about kind of getting to celebrate that victory or defeat, you know, and, and laugh about it with the other players as if you were around the table. You know, when when you're all together, you all kind of get to be able to do that mm-hmm. and in a virtual setting it's very hard to do that but by having the shared digital dice roll you know you get to have that moment where you know scott rolls one for like the eighth <laughs> time in a row and it's it's not believable yeah. uh but you just laugh about it and it, it feels good to kind of laugh about it without it just being from someone saying what it is so i've actually kind of been converted by it i i really like it yeah like, like again, like the, I think it's more of a. Oh gosh, how do you put this? It's like if it, the t- you, you would take the tabletop out of the game if you were around a table, but doing it here just makes sense to me. You know, where everything else is digitally based, including our conversations and what Bo tells us to do. Like we're just kind of in that world here. But if we were playing around a table, yeah, we'd we'd do physical dice. What do you think? Oh, I'm, the, I'm the odd man out. I don't do it. Yeah, I don't join you guys on the digital tabletop. I still roll my dice that I bought as a teenager. That's awesome. Teenager dice. Yeah. I, yeah. I, share, I share those superstitions. I think it's cool. And I, like I said, I started in that place. Like, I, I didn't want to do the digital. Um, I just, I do think there's a social element that feels good to it, but I will also say D&D 5th edition has some rules once you start, especially for like melee classes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, that don't really work great with digital dice. Um, there's a lot of rules where it's like, Hey, if you roll a one, you get to reroll those dice mm. or, you know, if you do this, you can reroll damage on this. And when you're using physical dice, that's pretty easy to do. You look down at your pile of dice and you go, Oh, here's the ones I'm going to just reroll those and then add this all up when you're using a digital, you know, those dice are on the screen for a couple seconds. And then after that, you're looking back at your log and then you're going, 
okay, well, three of them were ones. Now I got to add three to this and reroll it. And it actually becomes a bit of a headache and a hassle. So I think if that's something you're having to do for your character, I don't think the system is perfectly designed for it just yet. But I think for, you know, what I do, what I have to end up rolling, um, it works really well. Yeah, same. Of course, Bo, you know, Bo's got ways of dealing with like, um, I guess we all would, but he has de- ways of dealing with um, weird damage rolls. So it's like, well, this is like 30 D6s because he's got so many enemies or something on screen. So he does some some of that fancy math he does. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I think it just depends on what you're doing. Like if you're you're primarily doing a show, I think digital is going to help you. But we've got a good mix here. Doesn't doesn't really hinder or hurt us. I don't think. Uh, either way, it's random. So you know, at the end of the day, it's fine. I, yeah. Know, but everyone everyone's allowed to use their preference. Yeah. And you probably got lucky dice that you prefer to use because you think computers are screwing you. You know that kind of stuff. Or some people are going to be that way. So if they are, it's fine. It's use- more. It's more for like. It's not. Well, there is. I think there's an argument to be made or if you talk to a programmer, nothing's truly random on a computer because it's usually seated off something, but maybe that's wrong and people who are in the know know better. So I can't never tell if it's superstitious, but just like a deck of playing cards or anything else, there's a magic to it. it it's a, it, they're objects possessed of magic. And so it makes it more fun just to have the, the magical objects, you know, that's part of the game. That's why I like to use the dice. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Because maybe there's a magical force breathing on them. Yeah, you <sighs> never know, right? <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> I like I like the magic of real dice. And any pain that is earned doing that as opposed to using technology is, is okay. Part of the magic. You're down with it. Yeah. And then uh, as for dice styles, I know personally the one I really like that isn't wasn't totally D20 based was the Star Wars one where you had the light side dice and the dark side dice. So you had the force influencing the story. I thought that was a really, really cool way to kind of adapt. Good things happen, but also bad things happen, even though you made the roll. Oh, that is neat. Yeah, I like that. I think that's why vehicle combat in general is so rough in D&D because a static failure or success is really boring in a car. You know, you want to like make the turn, but your gasket blows or something like that. And in systems like Edge of the Empire, the Star Wars game, when you succeed, but you still have these like negative points, it's really fun to describe how you you know, you shot the stormtrooper, and as they fall back, they fall into the alarm that sets off the alarm. Right. Oh, it's like a modifier. I think the, yeah, a lot of the more, I want to say film TV show based ones. I know Star Trek some has that as well. Its own version of that, I guess, with the um, complications. Like, as you, I didn't make good use out of it in our one session, but as you build up that bad will in the story, oh, that can yeah. turn... That the, like I can as the GM, the GM can cash in those dice to you know to have degrees of success where it's like yeah you succeeded but just as Kyle described you knocked the enemies into the alarm and now you've complicated your situation so yeah that, it's I think there's like this um, you know D and D being a war game uh, a war simulator it's sort of 
is based on that, but uh, a lot of modern RPGs have a take on basically store like screenwriting <laughs> or storytelling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, storytelling isn't really just a pass fail kind of deal, right? It's usually one step ahead, two steps behind as the, as the stakes escalate. And I think because films and those kinds of narratives are so prevalent, everyone understands that language and wants to play with that, like enjoys, enjoys that more nuanced version of things. So, I mean, in a way, it's just sort of the evolution of, of TTRPGs in, in general. Uh, I just don't, I don't think it integrates well. It's still integratable, but it's it's not natively designed in the D and D space as much as like other systems, like the Star Wars one you mentioned. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one comes from Rhino. Now that the Wastes campaign is coming to a close, are there any plans in the works for the next campaign? Will we finally see Scott DM? And has John considered a return to his previous one-shot worlds? The second is more likely. <laughs> I, 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 you know, you DMing one episode at the very least, given that we've done this for so long, seems like it's on, on a lot of people's wish lists. I, I would do it. the most asked question, I think. Yeah, I would yeah. do it. I, I would feel woefully inadequate to do it, but I'd do it um, just to kind of experience it and... Yeah, just do like. one, we could just do one one shot episode, just make one encounter or one little story, something. Yeah, wouldn't be too You played enough yeah. D&D that I imagine you get you get the gist of it. Yeah, it would be fine. Plus you guys are all here to, you know. Yeah, yeah, we'd help for sure. Yeah, so I'm not that worried. I, I, I it, that is a likelihood, but I don't know how soon. I think maybe even someone could help. It shouldn't be one of the people playing, but I bet you someone could come up with a one to two page document. That would allow you to, you know, even if you didn't have time to say, come up with the content, but you can read a page or two, mm-hmm. just get the gist of it, sure. you know, because you don't have to create your own content to run a and d game. Like, that's why modules are there. So, right. you know, some we could, maybe there's something along those lines we could help you out with too, which would be kind of fun. And Kristen, she has run a session. That would be fun for her to see her <laughs> run a session. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it'd be, I don't even know what I'd do. Fairy tale, probably something based in uh, European folklore. Yep. It's your it's your world. We're playing in it, so whatever you, you know. Well, I think especially if we're doing a one shot too, it's not like we're gonna spend years if you don't feel confident and don't enjoy doing it, just to give it a try. I think everyone should give it a shot at some point if they play the hobby enough. Yeah, it's for fun. Anyways, yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, it'd be fun. I would play. I would do it either way. I would. I would play something with. Uh, Kristen's take and I would absolutely run one of my own and warn you all ahead of time that it was happening. Yeah. What would be your most, if you had to run one, like a one shot, do you even have an idea of a theme or anything in your mind about, you know, cause Kristen mentioned she'd do fairies. <laughs> be a lot of fairies. I mean, I would uh, love to like do fairy tales, like classic, cut oh, your heel to fit in the shoe. Kind gotcha. Of a thing. Okay. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Fairy tale, uh, style game. Uh, you, uh, your, I would theme? want to do something uh, very, this, uh, to some, this may sound boring. Um, but I feel like I would want to do something that was like hardcore dungeon crawler, like, like almost too traditional, but with some real fun twists, super violent, um, you know, just some cool ideas within a dungeon. And I mean, and cause, cause there's a tendency for everybody to go, we're going to do these outdoor things. We're going to do this other stuff. For some reason I'm attracted to like, we're going to open this gate and we're going to go inside and the whole thing happens in there and it's going to be a real shit show and we're going to come out with some rad stuff. And 
I don't know. Something about that appeals to me. So it would probably be in that vein. Um, but you know, again, who knows? I don't know. I'd have to mess around. I just like if that you, motif. If you if you ran a full campaign, what would be your monster theme that you would be most drawn to? Oh gosh. Um I don't know. I hadn't really thought of this before. Um sentient vegetable appealing. <laughs> no, it I mean, I'm drawn to the fact that we're doing this stuff in the waste is is totally my jam as a setting, but um to to differentiate it from what Bo's doing, I, I probably wouldn't do that again. I mean, I'm kind of drawn to science fiction to be honest. Like and again, it's a similar thing of like I kind of want to be trapped, not trapped, but you know, think alien, like we're in this ship and we got to get our shit together and figure out our way out of here, kind of dead space style. Space isolation. Yeah, I love that. I don't know what it is about that kind of thing, but I love it. No, that's that's a why I love Diablo. That's why I love a lot of that kind of stuff. Because it plays in that space. So for me, even if we did science fiction, I'd want to do that, you know, in that way, if I could. Somehow. But story, like creature-wise, I don't know. That's, that's a hard call. And then, John, have you considered a return to your previous one-shot world? Um, I thought about it a couple times when it looked like maybe we might have to have to revisit it. Um, but I think honestly, if I were to if I were to DM something again, uh, I would probably want to do something new. I mean, one of the one-shots was based on. You know, as Bo said, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't, but it was set in the wastes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that always felt a little bit like playing in somebody else's sandbox. Um, and then the other one was, uh, it wasn't my very first time DMing, but it was pretty close. And while I liked a lot of the ideas and bits and pieces, um, I feel like being able to play for Bo, play for Kyle, you know, see other styles and do other things. It's given me a more clear idea of what I think works and what I think doesn't work and uh, a different style. And I think when I did those one shots, I was mimicking what I assumed uh, was supposed to be like this. This is what it is. This is what D and D is. And it didn't, it didn't feel so much like me and I would want to do, I would want to make a campaign, um, not just for me, because obviously you're playing with players, but with that in mind, us crafting something more together rather than me going, hey, I just constructed a sandbox, now you all got to play in it. Um, so I, I think that would be where my head was at, and I would probably want to start something fresh in order to do that. Makes sense. Cool. I, mean, I, lo- I loved your one shot, but I totally get how you'd want to you know, personalize it. Which one? The one where you set the library on fire or the one where you were on the, the giant steam engine? Well, which one was I when I was Gorp or Gar- what was his name? Garpoon. 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 Yeah, that was down a library. <laughs> yeah, you threw the boss off the top of the tower. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I really liked Garpoon. I, I I desire to see him live on somewhere, but yeah, but I, like I mean, that's too. a that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about is like kind of understanding your players. And so, like, I put Scott and Bo in a library because I wanted to do a library. And 
their reaction to it was immediately let's burn this place down uh, and, um you know it was based on the idea that like bo was like well my character is looking for knowledge and wants to understand the way the world works and i was like oh well cool the library will be fine and then it turns out as a player when given the opportunity uh that was not what he was looking for at all uh, he wanted to just burn down libraries, and so I, I think as a result, you know, it was a, it's a, what I was talking about, which is I was doing a world more that I was interested in, and then putting players that are like, I mean, they had fun. I'm glad they had fun. I'm glad they liked it, but um, I would want to do something more, more tailored to what people are actually interested in, which I think will be more fun as a DM and probably even more fun for players. Yeah. I can see that. I would look forward to that run. That would be fun. But you did a great job on the other one. Um, but I also think not doing like not being strictly adherent to one shots. Like that was the other thing is I found it a little limiting because when they when they say like, hey, we want to go to this library, we want to burn it down. My gut reaction is, okay, cool, let's burn it down and let's see what happens when the world's like center of knowledge goes up in flames. But you can't really get into that in a one shot. Like it's not really an interesting story for a you know three hours. Yeah. But my inclination is like, yeah, let's go there and check it out. But it just doesn't work in that format. So I feel like I kind of had to railroad them a little bit more on the path. So I think there's also freedom in knowing how many, you know, that you're going to have more than one or two episodes to resolve things. Yeah. Up next is Andraste's Harry Eyeball asking, would you ever run a totally different system like Star Wars or Call of Cthulhu? It's Call of Cthulhu, I say, hell yeah, because then you can do it like an old-timey radio. That could be fun, yeah. <laughs> I loved I loved the Star everything. Trek one we did. That was so much freaking fun. It was, yeah. yeah. I would do that again in a heartbeat. I thought that was great. Really a good I time. have twice been on the cusp of getting to play the Star Wars tabletop game. I have the book because we got so close to playing it and every time the group has fallen apart right before it started. No. Uh, I really I really want to play it. Like I I really would love to play like a Star Wars role playing game, but it's just never it's never come together and it's never happened and now I'm superstitious about it. I'm like is it cursed? Is it just destined to not happen? Um but I, yeah, I would play anything. I think the only thing that ever concerns me is I feel like we're a bit spoiled with D&D Beyond. I really like the lack of math and memorization that I have to do because the system does it for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a lot of convenience that I'm yeah. very addicted to and would miss very much if there aren't similar tools for the other system. So I'd yeah. say that's my biggest hurdle. I would agree. Although it sounded like you said my biggest turtle, and that made me smile. So, it was my biggest turtle. Yeah, too. the biggest turtle. <laughs> it still sounds like it. It doesn't matter what you say. It sounds like biggest turtle. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Laundry Scent wants to know, is it really balanced to let Scott not be exhausted after leaving Dragon Form? Could you discuss the OPness of Poppin' Fresh Dragon or just giggle at your turns of phrase? Thanks. <laughs> Sounds like uh, he already has. A, he already knows what he wants out of that. Um, I mean, look, <laughs> Bo has been, I think, generous with how he treats Dragon, um, but also I think it's fit with with the setup. Like, I'm my 
my dragonness is all about this stupid heart that now isn't there anymore. And who knows what that means? Um, but I've always liked that he's giving me a little leeway that way. So, Bo, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Yeah, I mean, it's it was just, uh, I think if I remember correctly, it was just, it's basically, it gives you some druid options because drew, druids have wild shape where yeah. they can transform. So it's, you have your own specific wild shape. Yeah. You know, and uh, as you get more powerful, you know, it only makes sense. Like, we're, 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 at, we're at a point uh, as you grow in power where, you know, uh, it becomes kind of ludicrous. So I don't really think it it's actually OP or anything like that. I think yeah. it's, I think it, in my estimation, I probably estimated those levels, right? Cause I did model it. I did model the tiers based on the tiers of play from the DMG. So, you know, I tried to aim for, you know, when you're in the God tier, well, if you look at, especially some level 20 abilities, some, you get some really ridiculous things. Cause level 20 is kind of like, you're done, but you can keep playing. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, if you're not a god, you're basically a co- you know, you're Silver Surfer, you're Adam Warlock, like you're Superman at that point. So, you know, the idea, the idea of challenge, I think, indeed, specifically the D and D system, comes from you know zero to fifteen. I think at a certain point there are still challenges, but they're harder for the DMs to run because you know they're a lot. It's a lot more complicated to balance. And uh, also the players do have a lot of options as well. So sure. it's, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think, I, it didn't seem OP to me. I did a lot of research on that one. I, f- I felt pretty comfortable with where it ended up. It's just in the early levels, it's definitely very strong for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But right now I don't, yeah, I don't feel like I'm as big a threat as I used to be. No, I mean, uh, it's, it's. What's the challenge rating? I guess it, the dragon also increases in challenge rating as it goes up. I mean, the biggest thing is the extra health pool. That's, yeah. you know, very helpful. Right. Yeah. But, um, eh, you know, it's a magical world full of magical abilities. It's uh, not all challenges are combat alone, I guess. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, JP Vega Creative wants to know, after hearing that Nash is wearing steel-toed boots with a secret spike... Well, Scott used them to kick the principal <laughs> in the nuts anytime soon. I hope so. I haven't had a chance to do any kind of melee, like, you know, at all, any kind of like reactive melee because I've been in the air. Um, so I haven't had a chance to use it, but I'm looking forward to putting that, hopefully, that spike right up his, his little chode butter hole. I don't know what's going to happen. He's such a bastard. Worst dad ever. <laughs> Plus, I just like saying uh, chode butter hole. <laughs> So that's my answer. Yes, I will kick in there as fast as I can get in there. Yes, yeah, we got to find him first. Yeah, we got to right? figure out where get Varel to hold him, hold him down, and we'll, we'll let you do it. Yep. Uh, Rishi B asks if Hope, Stanley, and Varel, and Quizquaz, if Bo wants to play, had a chance to watch any movie while being slowly electrocuted. Which movies would they be watching? Where at first they wouldn't mind the pain because they're so engrossed. <laughs> oh my god! What kind of question is this? This is a weird one. These are our characters too. This is some yeah. Rishi B business. He, this is the kind yeah, of thing he would ask. Is... Uh, so it's Hope, Stanley, and Varel. So Nash isn't 
included in this? Oh, yeah, I'm like sure. Fury oh, yeah. Road. We already know. No, it's Fury <laughs> Road. He literally dropped an important mission to okay. start watching it for no reason. I think I understand what the point of this question is all of a sudden. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. The reference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't really want to Where know Where would this answer. outrageous situation come up? He, yeah. he just wanted to slam Scott without mentioning Scott. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> That's okay. Well done. It's fair. It's fair, you should be. I'll get you back, buddy. Yeah, because I would say, like, if I'm being electrocuted, I don't think I want to watch. There's no movie good enough. They don't no. make movies good enough. That's well, Quiz Quaz. That's, that's, what would Quiz Quaz? Yeah, well, I don't think, I don't think, Quiz, Quiz Quaz doesn't watch movies. He drinks dreams, so, and I don't, his favorite dream might be. Are there any movies about dreams? Oh. He likes Sandman. Oh, I TV mean, show. what dreams make up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what he'd watch. He's a big Robin Williams fan. He'd probably enjoy dreams movie. where people, things were going well, and then they went bad. You know, like... Oh, Vanilla Sky. Yeah, that'd be good. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go with Vanilla Sky. Sure. I haven't seen it, but I know it's about dreams, I think. It's got Maybe a it's, it's a pretty fun ride. Yeah, I like that movie. He went and joined Inception too. Maybe. That's very weird, but it's good. Mm, yeah. No I feel like Stanley would be engrossed by any movie with like really catchy, enthralling like dialogue. So he'd probably be into like There Will Be Blood or something like that. Because he'd oh, probably yeah. see the main character yeah, drink and just your be milkshake. like, Look at plane. Drink your milkshake. You have a milkshake and I have a straw. Stanley would be like, I'm learning a lot from this. Hold on. I'll deal with the electricity, but I'm learning. I watched Batman and all I could think of, because Paul Dano's in that, he's the Riddler. And yeah. Paul Dano's the guy that's he keeps telling him to eat his milkshake or drink his milkshake. The guy kills on the, uh, spoiler, the guy, oh, the guy that uh, Daniel Day-Lewis kills. <laughs> Paul in the, Dano's the Riddler. Yeah, yeah, in the bowling alley or whatever it is. Paul Dano's that guy. So every time I see him, I'm just like, hey, we'll drink your milkshake, Batman, kind of thing. Anyway, can't help it. That movie was great, Braille. by the way. I loved it. Sorry, go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> Braille would be engrossed, and I know it's on my mind because I was just watching it. By the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. That makes sense. It's about a guy Not who keeps a, saying no. Conan? Is, Conan would be good, but he, like Conan is doing it for his own personal quest. We're literally like the Chronicles of Riddick is exactly Varel's situation. He keeps being captured and told to do things. And then he's like the chosen one stuff, but the whole time he's just tied up with his muscles on show, being like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not doing that. And then he ends up doing it right. But, you know, there's a lot of denial. Yeah. Conan, Conan's a little too personal. Not really Varel's story. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. I think Hope would be into the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think she she'd totally be into that one. Little predator, maybe. I had a robot. The arm first arts. one. It, it would have to be the original. It's just such a solid story. It's a really good story. You're right. It's got problems in other ways, but the yeah, story like, ain't there's one. There's no of them. happy ending, but yeah. there's a resolve ending, and yeah. the Terminator's just so. I agree. Good. It got so this well two designed. is amazing for, for all the popcorn reasons, but it's a different thing, right? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. 
Yeah, and those were the questions. Oh, well, geez, oh, look at that. We we got through them all. We actually got Did through it. them after one episode. Yeah, we usually have two or three hanging out. Um, but no, look, look at us. We're, we're some kind of awesome people. All right, well, congratulations to us and to you at home because you're the ones that made it possible. If you'd like to answer or have us answer more of your questions, send them in. It's bound to be a few in these recent episodes because we've gone places. We've done stuff. A little bit weird. Probably have some questions lingering like... Uh, what will Nash do if he dies next time? Or what uh, What has Pharrell ever been as annoyed as he was this last episode with how bored he was? Or could Stanley... Uh, I can't think of a good Stanley one. Uh, and Hope's fine. Anyway, if you want to ask questions, you can do that. Send them in. We'll answer them right here on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next month. <laughs>